Hello. Welcome to episode 116 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Hello. Henny, it is, it's been two weeks because I was away last week. It has felt like a very long time. It hasn't been two weeks for our listeners because we were on top of our game and pre-recorded an extra episode, but it has been a long time for us. Yeah. So we did chat yesterday for three hours and we've chatted today for two hours. (laughs) So I guess we can't complain. This is what happens when you, this is when you get summertime, Henny. Oh, I know. You got a few extra hours in the week. It's delightful. It is delightful. My goodness. So, Henny, I was away last week. I had a fantastic time on my vacation. Yes. We It was our first real road trip, um, and it was fine. Um, and we had a good time, and we stayed at like an eco-type inn. Okay. And owned by a Canadian couple who the the... One one with a woman, she was actually, she's in Calgary, and the husband is still working because, uh, anyways, he went to a different city in um, in Peru, Um, and so they have this young girl who is managing, she was delightful, Um, but I knew that this was like an eco-friendly, you know, um, accommodation, Yeah. but what I, but guess what I missed? I didn't really pay attention to. Okay, a- so I'm thinking about, because I was about to ask you, like, what makes it an eco-friendly yeah. inn? And so I'm assuming there was no, like, towel washing service? There wasn't. That's correct. Now, I said that after three days that they would have, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, is there something to do with, like, like water, like do you have a limited amount of water or a limited amount of hot water or something like that? No, but there was um composting toilet. A composting toilet? What exactly is that? Well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> and I didn't take a photo because I just couldn't. But so basically, (laughs) basically it's, it's like a toilet, but it's a little, it's longer. And the reason it's longer is that it's got a divider in it. So in the front, you have like a hole where you're going to pee in. Okay. And then there's a divider and the back is a larger one. So think about, you know, um, like a camping toilet. Do you know, like, no, you, no, you know, how to, <laughs> your, your dad has a motor home. So you, the toilet in there is, is not a regular toilet. It has like a, the thing, a flap that opens. Yes. When you, okay. So it's got like one of those, it's got like a plunger thing. And yes. so, you, yes, yes. So, so, so the toilet, because it doesn't, a toilet like that doesn't use a lot of water, right? Right. So it's a shallow bowl and it has like, it's not, there, there isn't really a hole, like there's a hole in it, but there's a, like almost a lid. But then yes. when you, in like when you quote unquote flush the toilet, the lid opens to allow okay. whatever in there to, yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. So there's no water in this thing. So this has got like, it's like the oval part of a toilet, like a seat. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's a bit longer and it has a divider in it. So you sit in the front for the liquid waste and then you have to shift, make sure you're back to get a hole in one for your solid waste. Okay, but, but litter, what if what? you don't know what's coming? Well, you gotta know what's coming. Who doesn't know what's coming? I mean, it's sometimes I do. Sometimes I surprise myself. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, if you pee in the in the if you pee in the poop one, it's okay. Yeah. But if you poop in the pee one, you have to like pick it out and put it into the other one. I, I mean, I would just have to scoot back all the time. I was scooting back, and you actually could hear it go boom. boom. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that. So anyway, and then there was like a little hose, like a bidet kind of a hose okay. thing that you would like flush down Rinse the water. So that, and, but it does smell a little bit and they, yeah, you know, anyway, that was, that was that. And it was fine. It was, it, that was fine. Um, what an interesting, and, and that's what it's doing. It's saving water, right? Because there right. is no water that sits in the toilet and you're only using a little bit of water to sort of rinse out the. Yes. But the thing is, is because they actually use the solid waste in compost. In compost. Wow. That's yeah. quite something actually that something like that exists and that they've got that in set up to do that. I mean, it's. Yeah. It would take some getting used to. Yeah, so and so that was fine. The water was fine. The pressure, like the hot water and all that sort of stuff. And there was horses there. There were some chickens. They had seven like greenhouses. Oh. Um, and uh, so the food was all the vegetables all came from the garden. When we wanted tea at night, they would say, "Do you want fresh tea?" And the, and the woman would actually go out into the garden and cut fresh chamomile, fresh mint and stuff. Yeah, to make to make tea, oh, wow. which was also quite nice. And we ate very well. Breakfast and dinner was included, but the lunch, you know, they oh, make no sandwich. Lunch. And so the first day they're like, what do you want, ham and cheese? Do you want a tuna salad? I said, no, 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 let's have ham and cheese. And then it was like the big ciabatta kind of bun. Was I saw the picture on the first day. I saw the picture uh -huh. of this ham and cheese sandwich. And I had major sandwich envy. It looked so delicious. So one, it's white bread. Yeah. Two, it's just the perfect type of crunchy like crusty outside and yum inside then they put uh ham which this this region is actually known for its ham and for its cheese the cheese was so flavorful now of course it's like you know ordering a big mac combo with a diet coke i said no i don't need butter or mayonnaise on it i'm not going to mm -hmm. I'm going to save those calories, you know, yeah, because that's, that's, fine. that's so important when I'm having this massive size <laughs> bun. So lunch was the sandwich, a pack of cookies and a piece of fruit. And then, yeah. So I think five out of the six days we had that. I mean, if it's, if it's right, you got to go with it. And, and I don't, didn't, because it was like, oh, this hike is really hard and it's like a lot of uphill, like we're getting a lot of elevation and it, and it's all alt, uh, the, the altitude and everything. But I knew my reward 
because <laughs> was going to be I, that ham and cheese sandwich. You got it because we always were hiking to a lake of some sort. Mm-hmm. And once we got to the lake, that was halfway. And then we had to come all the way back. But I got to have that sandwich. And my thermos with my instant Starbucks coffee, which we always carry when we travel. It was one day it was pouring rain. We have like our rain gear and everything on. But we sat there and ate our sandwich. <laughs> good for you. So good. It was so good. Anyway, it was a fun adventure. It was nice to get away from the city. The mm-hmm. skies were blue. I saw a double rainbow. I saw a full rainbow from like end to end, which I'd never seen. It was like, and the photos don't even, can't even capture how it was, it was I could see seven colors like on mm-hmm. this rainbow. Like I was, yeah. it was just so amazing. Yeah. Um, anyways, it was, it was nice. And we were there for a full week. Other people came and went. So we met some other like nice people from um, mostly from Lima. Uh, there were a couple of guys that were doing a trail run, 25 K trail run up into like the, the, they ran up to 4,600 meters. Oh my goodness. Part of it they couldn't run. They had to because it was ropes. Like it was really they called it ropes, but it was chains yeah. to get up. Um, and anyways, I said to Phil, "How long do you think it's going to take them?" He goes, eight hours." I go, "They're not going to take them eight hours." I figured five. It took them five and a half hours. Oh, look at you! But they had to have been motoring. Like wow, because the day we did the hike that they were going to run, I said, "There's no way that this isn't even runnable." And they were like, yeah, we came up and around and back down. I'm like, oh, man, good for you. Good for you. I really miss hiking. I think that's mm. like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's challenging. What's nice about having doing something like a day hike like that is then you come home and you still have a bed to sleep in. You can have a shower. I feel like that would be my ideal way to do the hiking. Yeah. Because I do. I do. I really value a shower. I really do. But I know it feels. I said, "Why, well, you know?" I, I said, "Honey, I don't." She she gives me the impression that she wouldn't like to do this, and I said, "But I think she would because you like physical challenges like that." Yeah. yeah. And you also appreciate the outdoors. Yeah. And and when it's like tough and hurting, you like that. I do. Yeah. You're weird, like we're that. I, I'm weird like that. Yeah. Like I think what, what you did, like these hikes, like I do yeah. think, I do think that I would enjoy it. Yeah. Sure. Because yeah. I do like to be outside. I do. I love, I, I especially love water. So yeah. to have a destination to be a lake, like I, I would really appreciate that. And I do like a physical challenge for yeah. sure, but I yeah. really do value a shower. <laughs> and so I think like having a day hike where you knew like you were going out for the hike and then you were coming back I, I that appeals to me yeah the other kind of hiking though when you do it if, if it's like there's a destination and you know you have to hike five days into it there's also something about that too even though you feel kind of grungy you get used to it and then right. everybody like and you know it's a joke about you know Oh, it's day two. I get to put a fresh pair of underwear on today because you can only have so much space. You can only carry so much stuff. Yeah. You know, and and then yeah, nobody really cares. You got all the same stuff on and yeah. whatever. 
it makes a shower at the end of those much more appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've not done something. Yeah, I like know. That. I know. We're trying to figure out a time when we can both do something, find something like that, and do it because yeah. At some yeah. point, we're gonna have to. We're, we're gonna have to. I know. I know. Problem do some, is, do some sort. The problem of is your your in your inflexible work schedule. That is always the issue. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the issue. <laughs> uh, but we will. We'll definitely do something at some point. Yeah. So, anyway, so that that was like. I wanted to tell you about the toilet thing, the ham sandwich, which I had to take a photo of every day because that was important too. And the other thing is that when you're, when you are doing that type of activity at altitude, for me, one, I don't lose my appetite. Phil always does. And often people do. Okay. I never do. I, I, but I also came home and had lost two and a half pounds. Cause your body's working. Yeah. And, and then this week, you know, it'll slowly kind of go back up or whatever, Balance but, itself but I always know that on those types of things and yeah. my, my hiking pants, um, I, if I was to put on too much weight that, then I, they'd be very uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> so that's always my, uh, when I put a fresh pair on, I'm like, okay, still got some room. I'm still okay. <laughs> it's always, it's always good to have a, a pair, a piece of clothing that's going to tell exactly. you a little bit of about what's uh, what's going on in the body there <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure for sure okay so of course then I had to listen to hypochondriactor right well you had to we had to yeah and so a couple of things okay do you know how fast a sneeze travels Ooh, I don't know this, but I do know that it's incredibly fast. And I remember even, I don't know if I was in high school, if I was in university, that we watched a video and and where we watched a sneeze happen. And like you saw the way that the throat and the mouth and everything inside reacted as a, like as a result of the sneeze. And it, and it was horrifying. <laughs> so tell me how fast a sneeze travels a, a sneeze can travel up to a hundred miles an hour that's wild like it's a hundred miles yeah. an hour like that's not a yeah. hundred kilometers an hour right no a hundred miles an hour yeah that is yeah. that is ridiculous okay do you know what the habit is um of rhinotelexomania no it's the excessive habit of picking one's nose. Oh. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> Rhino must be nose. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. It's a good one. I know. This is what, as Phil's like, what are you doing? I said, I have to write these down so that when Henny and I are recording, these are the things I, <laughs> I remember what the fact was. <laughs> remember what the fact was. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I like That's that. all I got. That's okay. all I got. Well, today has been one of the best days of my <laughs> life. <laughs> because. Well, first of all, it started with a started with um, a nice long walk, and then when I came home, I did one of the Zumba Sulu 
workouts on YouTube, which was absolutely delightful. But the reason that it is one of the best days of my life is because after months and months and months, I finally got my hair cut. And I truly, it's like a chorus of heavenly beings <laughs> singing, serenading. Like, it was incredible. Like, I typically get my hair cut every five and a half to six weeks. <laughs> and it sounds very specific, but it is. Because five weeks is not quite long enough and six weeks mm. is too long. So... And so now I haven't had my hair cut in March, April, May, June, in five months. <laughs> and it was in desperate need. And so I've been like the last couple of weeks, I've been like looking online, looking on Pinterest, looking on Google images, like looking at different hairstyles to be like, what? What could I, like, what do I think I want? Do I want the same thing? Do I want something different? And so I had a couple of pictures of things that I thought I might like. And so I brought them in to my hairdresser. And like, and it was so cute, actually, because, of course, all of these people, like, like I actually felt... Like, I was so excited to be there and so excited to be getting my hair cut. But I actually, and I wasn't expecting this, but when I got there, I was just so excited for all of them to be there working. And yeah. I hadn't thought about that selfishly until I got there and I saw the studio was open and people were there working. And because these people have been out of work for, like, my hairdresser said he's been out of work for seven months crazy crazy you know and he's and he's so sweet um and so I said like how you know how like how have you been and he's like oh he's like you know he's like I he's like my wife is at home so he's like so we went for a walk every day to get some activity he's like you know and then I would go to the grocery store and he's like but I'm <laughs> he's like but I'm happy to be back at work he's like I'm yeah happy to be back at work and, uh, and so I said, so I brought a couple of pictures and he's like, okay, okay. And he's like, now I feel like for hairdressers, it's especially exciting when they can do something that's out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah. And, and so I was like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. He's like, okay. So he's looking at pictures. And so then he's like, okay. He's like, so I'm, I don't think I'm going to do exactly what's in the picture, but this is what I'm thinking. And I was like, whatever you think, like do it. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I want you to be happy. I said, truly anything other than what I have right now is going to make me happy. I said, you can shave all of the hair off the back of my head so that it's not on my neck anymore. I will kiss your feet. Like I am, I am sort of at that point right now. And uh, anyway, so he got to work and I think gave me a fabulous new Yes, beautiful. And yeah. truly, there was so much hair on the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was so thrilled. Um, so then, of course, I texted Mark to say, finally got my hair cut. He's like, I don't believe you. Send me a picture. So I sent him a picture. And then he responded with hot stuff. So <laughs> that's, always, that's always nice. So I'm feeling, feeling completely on top of the world with my brand new do. 
and ready to face the rest of the summer. And so my hairdresser, he was like, he's like, this is great for the summer because it's, it's super, super short in the back and on both sides. And, uh, and he's like, but he's like, but for the winter, he's like, you might want to go back to what you had before. He's like, or not, we'll see. And I'm like, okay, but let's get through the summer first. We're we're a long way away from that. (laughs) So the other thing that I had to tell you about was I just made something that I've never made before. And I don't think I've ever had this before either. And I made it. Avocado and kale. It was not avocado and kale. (laughs) (laughs) Together? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Um, So I made it on Sunday on the weekend. And but I didn't have but I like like put it in containers and in the fridge. So I had it for lunch today. So this is the first time that I tried it. And it was so delicious that I thought I have to talk about this on the podcast. So it's I. I cooked with farro, yep. which I know of, and I know, like, it's a grain, right? Mm-hmm. Like, somewhat like rice, but not exactly the same. But I've never, I don't think I've ever had it before. Like, I don't think, I know I've never cooked with it myself, but I don't even think that I've had it. Someone else has prepared it for me. But the recipe that I used, it was like smashed broccoli with farro. Yeah. And so it said in the instructions to the to the recipe, don't follow the recipe on the box or the bag of farro. Like I'm suggesting that you cook it like pasta in a lot of water where you yeah. have to drain it yeah. rather than cook it like rice, which is, I guess, what the box tells you to do. Mm. And so pretty much all I had to do was boil a big pot of water. And then once it got, once it came to a boil, put the farro in, let that cook for, or, you know, continue to boil and cook for six minutes, then throw a whole bunch of broccoli in, let it continue to cook for six more minutes, and then pour it out into a colander to, Mm -hmm. to drain out all the water. Then in the pot, you had to heat up some uh, olive oil and throw in a little bit of minced garlic and a little bit of red chili flakes. Cook that up for like two minutes just to sort of brown the garlic. Then put the broccoli and farro mixture back in. And this is where the smashed broccoli comes in. Yeah. Then you had to sort of like mash it together. Yeah. And just like, that's it. Like two minutes later, it was done. So like, literally that's all you had to do like pretty much you just boiled everything together and it was done Hmm. and and then it looks yeah like it it's it's a funny looking thing because it's like mashed broccoli with this farro all through it but there's a like a little bit of a like a little bit of a bite to it because there's some red red uh chili flakes in there and then the recipe suggests serving it with some parmesan cheese on the top Sandy, I know it sounds like the weirdest thing. (laughs) It was delicious. Mm. It was so good. So it says like on the box of Pharaoh, it says that it has like a nutty. Nutty. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of nutty. Like there's, it has a unique taste that is very pleasant. Yeah. 
and then mix it with some broccoli and some garlic and a little bit of Parmesan cheese on the top. It was truly such a decadent lunch. Huh. Well, you know, I have to add um, farro to my coming to Canada list Ooh. because I, I've, I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever had farro on it, like made it on its own, but I often made the blue menu has the mix. And there's has farro, farro in the in mix. It. And I have used that mix. I have used that mix. Yeah. yeah. And, and I really, you, actually that mix is really that good. that the same way. Yes. It's in water and you drain it. Yes. Well, you're supposed to drain it. Like, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, because the farro has quite, it's like different consistency. It's not like a rice that will get soft necessarily it does, no it's like gotta, rice, it's chewy rice it's, get, yeah rice will get mucky right yeah whereas the, whereas the pharaoh doesn't mm-hmm. but it's not like quinoa because i know like some people are no. not really quinoa people it's nothing like that either no 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 quinoa oh my gosh quinoa they were growing quinoa there so the three colors of quinoa right there's black there's red and there's white yeah yeah and so there was some drying. And so Renata had taken me through the greenhouses. I was looking at stuff. And so then I said to her, Oh, I said the, the, so the quinoa is drying here uh, on the grass. I said, did you just pull it off? She said, no, it is such an ordeal to get quinoa from the plant to the stage where you could eat it. Oh, well that must be why it's expensive. Exactly what I said to her. I said, though, it is, I can, it's cheaper for me to buy it in Canada than it is to buy it here. Okay. And this is where it's grown. Yeah. It is such an ordeal. They, oh no, we have to take it off here. And then we have to go like this with our hands and then let the wind blow some of the, the stuff. Chaff, and, yeah. and then the thing, and then we have to take it to the water and then it goes through this sieve like thing. And then they're pounding it and pounding it. I'm like, oh my, and then we have to do this. And then we do that. I'm like, are you joking me? Like I'm already, I've already lost interest. Like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like far too much work for what it is. I'll just buy it in a bag <laughs> and pay the inflated and, price. And, and pay the price and not complain about it. <laughs> exactly. I was like, holy snap. That is absolutely crazy. Anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm writing here, Pharaoh, because I love that stuff. Truly, uh, this is 100% a recipe that I will use, that I will make again. I saw it. You must have had it in your newsletter and it, or your email, right? Was whoa. it sent in your email this week? No, no. Maybe. You, or did you send it to me? You know what? No, I did. I put it in my email. You did. But I hadn't cooked. I hadn't made it at the time that I put it in the email. Like, I think I put in the email, like, that I was going to make it. Yeah. And anyway, I did. And truly, I will make it again. It was so, so good. So easy. Also, confession, I brought the, I bought the broccoli florets, like, already in yeah. a bag. So I didn't even, I didn't even have to chop the broccoli. Like I literally just opened, well, I bought two bags because you know me, I'm going to double up on the veg. (laughs) So I I just threw two bags of broccoli florets in there, but like, oh, mm, it was so good. You got to love that. And it says in the, on the recipe, it said, I'm pretty sure that I'm not making this up, but it said that you could, you could serve it at room temperature or warm. So, so I'm already like, you know, yeah, thinking to myself, ah, oh, this is something that I could, 
like bring to school, right? For because sure. if you can, if you can eat it at room temperature, yeah, then that's an easy thing to, that's actually room temperature is the easiest kind of thing to bring because it doesn't have to be refrigerated, nor does it have to be warmed, right? Yeah. So I would just have to watch the amount of garlic that I use. <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to be eating it for lunch. Well, it depends on it depends on if you're still wearing masks or not. I guess, but then do well, I want to be smelling <laughs> garlic breath? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, as I said it, I thought about it too. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, Sandy. So the last couple of weeks, because you have been um hiking and road tripping and vacationing you haven't been at the at the latest workshops and so i thought maybe we'd just chat briefly about the topics that you know topics gone by you know so so certainly it's not um these are not current topics in ww workshops but i think it's always good to go back and remember things that we already talked about. And because you missed them, I wonder if you have some, some new things that you could add to the conversation. So a few weeks ago, the topic was, because of course, through the entire month of June, all of the topics were about change. Mm -hmm. So a few weeks ago, the topic was about making changes to set up your bedroom environment in such a way that it would you know, help to improve the quality of your sleep, mm. which what I really liked about that idea is that it was focused on improving the quality of your sleep rather than improving the quantity of your sleep. Because I think sometimes, sometimes I feel like a little bit, not overwhelmed is the wrong word, but sometimes I feel like, okay, you're telling me I need more sleep, but I'm like I'm already going to bed as early as I can and I'm getting up like what, like as late as I can. Like there's no way for me at this moment to increase the number of hours I'm in bed. But if I think about, well, are there things that I could change to improve the quality of the sleep that I have when I'm in bed, mm -hmm. that's beneficial. Yeah. Right. And so, so, so that was interesting to think about how you set up your bedroom to make it so that you have the best quality sleep ever. But then what I was thinking about also is that when we're thinking about setting up our environments that we have to think about, we, or we can think about more than just setting up your bedroom environment so that you can sleep well, but like all of the different environments that you live in setting them up so that they can be successful for you. Yeah. And so I wonder if maybe first we can talk about sleeping. So are there certain things that you have to make sure that you do in order to have a quality sleep or things that you have maybe changed along the way or like maybe even like because you were just traveling, like, are there things that you're like, I know I'm not in my own bedroom, but I absolutely need this in order to sleep well, or I don't know. Mm. So I, temperature is a big thing for me. The okay. temperature of like, I, I would rather it be a little bit on the cool side. And then I have the covers to put on when we were away last week, I have to say, like, it was quite chilly at night, and they had a lot of 
um, like blankets and the duvet that it almost felt like what I would think a weighted blanket would feel like. Okay, yeah. And I actually really liked it a lot. Yeah. Phil, not so much. Okay. Though he slept really well. And okay. So, but he'd never want to admit that maybe he would like a weighted blanket, but it right. made me, it did make me think yeah. about weighted blankets right. because, because at home, I, I've had this for quite a while is like um, the silk um, duvet so mm -hmm. that it's it's like it isn't very thick but you it's an all year one so in the summer it keeps you cooler but in the winter it keeps you warm okay and which has been absolutely fine um but it did make me think that maybe maybe i should try one of those weighted blankets because it it, it did i think it helped us sleep better but it right. could also have been because we were hiking we were tired yeah, you were tired yeah it's, it's hard uh, to, it's hard to say exactly yeah yeah, but it was something that I did notice because it, it was like when it, it was like having to lift them up to get into bed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and we didn't dislike it because if we did, we would have kicked them off. Of course. Of right. Course. Yeah. Um, so the temperature of the room also have to have it dark. So there have to be room darkening shades. Mm -hmm. have, uh, otherwise can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And... And then the other things that I've just, I've adjusted over time was like my phone is, I never look at my phone when I wake up because I used to. And then I was doing that mental calculation about how many yes. hours I still have. Worst thing to do ever, yeah. especially if you're working and then you're like, I don't want to sleep in. You think you're worried about sleeping in because you got to get up early, but then you realize that you've only got two and a half hours till you then. And mm -hmm. then that just starts, you know, that conversation is never good. Never good. No. Yeah. No. Okay. And then what about like other environments? So like, like a living room, a kitchen, a yard, a, you know, a, even like a work environment, whatever, like, are there things that you have done at different points in your life or things that you do currently that were a change that you made because you were like, you know what, if I do this, if I set it up this way, or if I include this or whatever, that's going to be better for me. The kitchen for sure, because I, I have in different places that I've had like different kitchens that I've had to had to work in. Maybe they if I had designed the kitchen, I would not have designed it in that way right. because the drawer with like the measuring cups is too far away from the area that you do the prep with. So then I would get like um, uh, like a, the hooks that you could put on to the backsplash okay, yeah, so yeah. that those things were available because there's ah. something that I use quite frequently. But not taking up counter space. But not taking up counter space because I like a clean counter. I don't like yeah. to have anything on my counter. Um, my plasticware has to be totally organized. The lids are on most things unless there's a bunch of like the sandwich type ones that are stackable. And then all the lids are stacked nicely underneath and the thing. If Phil puts stuff away, I open it up and it, I almost go cray cray. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, to me, it's so disorganized that it, it makes me anxious and I like to have everything because there's nothing worse than you go to someone's house and they don't have all the lids for the plastic containers they have because I, yeah. I don't know what happened to them, but anyway, so I like to put them on. For me, it saves time. Yeah. And my fridge, I rotate and I 
everything has to be at the front. Sometimes there'll be stuff in containers and then like a fruit that I've cut and then I have to go and put it in smaller containers because that's, yeah. if it's in a big container, then it looks like it's too empty and it's excessive to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I never realized how particular I was about like where things go in the fridge. Mm. You know, like, un like there are, you know, you put certain things in this drawer and you put certain yeah. things in this drawer and you put certain things on the top and, you know, like, and, and I didn't realize that I was really particular about it until I spent some time at a friend, like at a, at a friend's cottage and like, she just like throws the stuff in the fridge. Like it's, it's Ugh. just everything where and I like and every time I would open the fridge I'd be like what what is this like like and like produce is on all three levels of the fridge like the the yogurt is like it got put in a drawer for some reason like I'm like yeah. what is going on and like I just it's too much for me <laughs> it's too much yeah. for me I mean I I don't think it has to be like someone else's fridge doesn't have to be organized exactly the way that mine is but I think for me there has to be some sort of organization well you should you should know what is in your flipping fridge yeah like I think I told you this yesterday because I'm I'm coming to Canada in a couple of weeks. Yes, and, you're I, telling and so actually, my mom knows I'm coming there on this on the seventeenth. So I'll be there at her house. And so the other day, she messaged me. She goes, "Well, I'm just cleaned up my cupboards, and then I'm going to do my fridge, and then and then we do my freezer because mummy's coming." <laughs> Laugh out loud because she knows that I will go and I will open her fridge and I will be like, "What is this? It's expired two months ago." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So now she is proactive. She's cleaning it out before you get there. Good for before, her. Before I can open up the freezer and see like half a pie and ice cream sandwiches. But then I listened to her for the last three months say that she needs to lose weight. <laughs> and you live alone. I said the best way is to not buy it. <laughs> yep. And you don't have to. Because you're not having any company either. So... Be honest with yourself, or at least <laughs> say you're buying it for yourself. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and a lot of people don't live like us, honey. No, I know it's crazy. But I do. But what I like is when you go somewhere and then someone let it's okay if you clean out their fridge, and it's like I get such a sense of satisfaction. I'd be a really good person, like if you needed to like downsize and declutter. Yeah. I am your girl, like okay. organizing, like even like, what are your, what do your drawers and your, your closet look like? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm asking. Oh, you're you. asking what yeah. my, drawers and closet, yeah. my drawers and closet look like? Because I'm coming, I might need to open them and take well, a look. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking what, so my drawers are very organized because here's the thing because i need things to be organized and i need things to not be cluttered and so if there are things that i'm constantly going into then it has to be organized mm. now my closet on the other hand is a different story because i rarely go into it and so then it 
often becomes a dumping ground for things. So I know right. right now that one half of my closet, like if you open the door, it's just one big pile of junk. Like it, it needs, it needs to be addressed. Okay. Yeah. But my, but my drawers are usually in tip top shape, but I think that's why it's because I'm, I'm constantly accessing them. And so if yeah. they weren't organized, they would drive me crazy. And that, yeah. and that counts for like my clothing drawers, but also counts for like my kitchen drawers, like, like it, all of that stuff, anything that I'm going to see on a regular basis has to be tidy. Yeah. Yeah. Mine get to an, like a, a state of disarray or like, you know, even like the cupboard under the kitchen sink or the cupboard like in the bathroom. And then one day I'll just have an extra couple of minutes and then I have to put it all by size. Okay. Like, you know, so they're all yeah, in yeah. the back of a row. Because after a while, you know, sometimes then you just move things well, around and whatever. And that's for sure. And, like and, every, and every once in a while you just have to sort of empty a cupboard out and redo it. Just because, because yeah. you do, like, you acquire things, right? And then sometimes you acquire things that you thought you might use and then you didn't use it for a year. So then you just need to throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. That does happen. Yeah. But even my clothing and then I'll get to a point where I'll be like, okay, I, they used to be really quite nice in little piles, but now the piles have started to migrate to each other. And right, so, right, right. Yeah. 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 Every, let's just take a couple seconds. And, yeah. Everything needs a little addressing from time to time for sure. Exactly. Exactly. But it does save time and it does, I mean, it, we've, you know, talked about in WW meetings before is that the organization, it just, it carries through everything you do, mm -hmm. right? When, mm -hmm. when, the, and, and it becomes easier because you actually save time, you don't get frustrated, you know, and sometimes those frustrations end us uh, to just grabbing things when we don't want to because we can't find what we needed. Who was it? It was Karen Hardy, remember? Yeah. She used to take 10 minutes on a Saturday morning before she came to the workshop to clean out something. Yeah. A and drawer that, or a, yes, a cupboard yeah. or whatever, and and she said it didn't seem like it was such a big task then, because wow. she, and then and she said and now people will say where's this and she goes I know exactly where that is it's in this <laughs> drawer over here you know but you waste a lot of time searching for things yeah when when it, because we feel we don't have the time to you know organize yeah, organize it yeah, yeah yeah well I think sometimes I mean I think that happens with things in general that uh, tasks are big and there are multi steps and they take a long time and they take a lot of effort and so if you can break that task down and mm. just be content to do a little bit at a time that can feel a lot more manageable right yeah. The yeah. problem that I have is that what often ends up happening is I break the task up into like manageable chunks, but then as soon as I complete one chunk, I'm like, okay, well now I need to do the next. Now I need to do the next. Now I need to mm. do the next. And before I know it, I thought I was setting myself up by like chunking the task, but then I just ended up doing all of 
those chunks in one go and it became this massive task anyway. And so that's where I have to like take a step back and say, okay, so, you know, you figured that this is going to be like eight little jobs. You're just doing one of those jobs today, you know, like, and I have to be, you know, realistic with myself about how much time I want to put towards doing something. Yeah. But, but you could look at it on the, like from the flip side of that to say, well, if you've broken it down and then as you got each one done, you found that you had the time, you still had the energy to go and do the next one. You Mm -hmm. still got it all completed, but it didn't feel as overwhelming. But I, but I guess if, yeah, for you. No, I see you're shaking your head at me right now. Because then then you just feel like you just need to get it all done. Correct. Yeah, because you started it. Because there's, I think that that happens for most of us when we go through like a clothes closet or clothing. And then to the, when we have to the point when we're like trying things on, do they still fit? Do they mm-hmm. not? And then your bed is covered with all mm-hmm. of that. And so then you look in your closet looks great, but then you have to deal with mm-hmm. maybe that's the missing thing is that making sure that when we are organizing or preparing or setting ourselves up, you know, whatever environment it is that we actually have the exit plan for yeah. it. Right. Like what, like, where is this stuff going? What are you doing with it? If it's being donated, do you know where it's going? When will it be taken? Otherwise it just becomes one, one pile moved somewhere else. To another spot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea of an exit plan. I think that's Mm wise. And it's always good to, I mean, I'm a big fan for going through the stuff in your closet and your drawers and only having stuff in it that fits you at this point in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, because and stuff that you're and stuff that you want to be wearing. Yes. Yeah. Even if you bought it and you never wore it. I mean, if you bought it five years ago and you haven't worn it, chances are you're probably not going to wear it. No. The fashion police might get you. (laughs) Maybe. I I don't know. I'm saying that as I saw a photo of myself today, that's got to be seven years old. And I'm thinking, well, I had that scarf on yesterday when I, when I, would... <laughs> I mean some pieces are timeless though Sandra. well maybe I just think they are and they really aren't <laughs> I have a really hard time with getting rid of stuff that I still really like even though it was really old and it what I get really tickled about is, is it something that I bought because most of my clothes come from where Costco giant giant tiger, I was no, gonna say. Giant tiger. <laughs> Costco. Costco you're right you're right they do Costco and and like this this shirt I have on now. Yeah. I don't know how long I've had it. It needs to go, but I just can't because I still like it. It's still, I, I it's still Mary 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 Wetterfaces. Mary, Mary Kondo. It still gives you joy. So keep it. And because it's tight, it still brings Phil joy. So <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, I'll be going, you're wearing one of my favorite shirts. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Okay, so that was um, a few weeks ago. And then a couple of weeks ago, the topic was thinking about things that we can control and things that we can't control. And, and then recognizing when it's something that we can't control, then trying to change it or like rearrange it or fix it or 
is useless because we can't control it anyway. And so really paying attention to putting our energy towards the things that we can actually control or influencing things that we have some control over, but not complete control over. And here's what I wanted to talk to you briefly about, because this is something that I've been thinking a fair amount about. Um, the idea of like, okay, things you can control and things you can't control. Okay. So, this is what I was thinking about because someone said, Tell you, me. Can, you can control what you put in your mouth. And I thought, yes. But then I also thought, but sometimes no. Like, so someone said, you can control what you put in your mouth. And I thought, okay, yes, you can. Like, like I have control over what my hand does. It can, or, or it, I can make it either put something in my mouth or not. Right. But then someone else was talking about a scenario where she had gone to, uh, like to meet up with some of her family and they were having like a backyard get together and someone had put like a bowl of chips out on the table. And she was talking about the fact that she was like, I had all of the best intentions to go and like what I was going to eat and what I wasn't going to eat. And she's like, and then these chips were put in front of me. And she's like, and then I ate like a lot of these chips. She's like, but I didn't want to. And I like, and I really tried not to, but like the longer I sat there and the longer they were there, like, and I thought, you know what, this is a great example of like, yes, you can control what you put in your mouth, but also the environment that you're in and, and how you're feeling and what you're doing, like that, like that plays a big role. Mm -hmm. And so, although I want to say, yes, you can control what you put in your mouth. I also want to say like, but sometimes you just don't have that control. Yeah. But don't you think that that's more of, because, you know, and we've, it, it's like that bowl of chips is there and then you start having all of those conversations with yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have any, mm -hmm. I don't want to do that because whatever. And it's not because you don't want to have the chips. No. It's because you think you can't have the chips. Yes. And so it becomes more like it's willpower. You're like, mm -hmm. I should have the willpower. I don't need to have it. When you really do want to have the chips, I think that, I think that that's, that that's where we have to try to realize what that thought process is. It's like, we actually want to have them, but we're, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of it's going to be one more day before we get to a certain weight that we want mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Is is it that we know that if we take one handful, it's not going to be enough and we aren't going to be able to stop because mm -hmm. of the addictive nature mm -hmm. of those those products, mm -hmm. right? And I think that that I think that that's that that's the thing. The issue is we never thought and far enough ahead to think. There are probably going to be these things that necessarily I would rather not have, but I probably will. Mm -hmm. 
and how will I manage that Mm -hmm. instead of staring that bowl down? Because I know that has happened to me many times. And then I get to a point, I'm just going to have one. I'm just going to have one. I'm just going to have one. Well, I might as well have just taken the, I might as well have taken the serving that I was going to have and then slowly enjoyed them rather than feel like, you know, the naughty girl who's just reached her hand into the candy Mm -hmm. dish that wasn't supposed to, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's tough, right? It's tough. Yeah. I don't think it's as easy as saying you have control over that. Even though like technically like, yes. Like I don't, I, I, I agree with you. I, or I'm, I'm actually, I'm glad to hear that you agree with me that, that I don't think it's, it's as easy as that because there are so many other competing interests, competing factors and, you know, and other things playing a role, right? Like, yeah. And so, and and it can can become, it can become, um, it can take over like, and the joy out of the actual 100%. like the time that you're spending with people, right? 100%, because 100%. it's, it's like, it's there all the time and you just want, you're, you're consumed with telling yourself not to have those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is an, it's an interesting thing like that. There's some people that that doesn't bother at all. It never happens to They never have those conversations. And so nope. they have a hard time understanding what we go through. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. much as we feel they're freaks of nature. Yeah. That don't have those same thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the, the weekly, like in the little article that was on the WW app a couple of weeks ago, it said like, you can put things into three categories, things you can control, things you can't control. And then things that you might not be able to control that at least you can influence. And the more that I thought about it, the more that I thought most things in life belong in that middle category. Like most things in life, I don't think we have full control over, but I also think that a lot of things in life were not completely powerless either. Like I think most things we have some, maybe we have more or less, but we have some influence. So like I was thinking about like the bowl of chips, like, you know, okay. So I mean, the amount of control that it would take to sit and stare at a bowl of chips for three hours and not take a single one is like in my mind is practically impossible. Like unless they were dill pickle chips, in which case it would be a (laughs) non-issue. That's truth. 100% facts. Um, But like, things that I could do to influence it was like move, like push the bowl to the other side of the table or like move myself or like there are things that I could do to make this, like to give myself a little more control in the situation. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's challenging, but, but what I hadn't thought about, which you've just said, which now has me thinking too, is that, that for some people, it's not even a conversation. It's like, it's not even a, yeah, a thing. You know, my, my longest time girlfriend, she is one of those people like she'll have whatever the food is like, like she'll have like boxes of chocolates in her room and 
you know, she'll like take a little bite of one and, yeah. you know, like three days later she might try another one. And I'm like this. And then other days she'll eat like six chocolates in a row and then be like, whew, I would like, I really like, you know, ate a bunch of chocolate. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't, I don't even, I, I don't understand. But, but she also doesn't understand me. Who's like, I can't have that in my house or I will eat it in 3.2 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I've been thinking a lot about that, about like uh, control, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we think too much about it. Maybe, maybe that's what, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, it's not even just the environment. For me, it can also be how many people are at the table or where the food is. Like I, I'm very in tune to people seeing how me much too. I've taken. The more people that are there, the less of a, the yeah. less of a temptation it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's just like, you know, there's food in the kitchen somewhere and there's an event and whatever, I'm definitely in there like rearranging the platter because I've taken stuff off <laughs> yes so yes, it looks like it's still that. yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. but I also know I also know what I'm like right now I am less likely to do it now than I was even like three years ago mm-hmm. but there it, but there are times if I haven't eaten well enough that day, if I feel I've got it, getting a headache come on, I always think it's, oh, because I haven't eaten. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. Right, but it always, right, right. Yeah. But it always makes me feel better after I eat it. <laughs> yeah. So it's miraculous. Like a lot of things, you know, you don't need to take Tylenol or uh, Advil. Just have, just have a bite to eat. Some, sometimes a ham sandwich does it. <laughs> A ham and cheese sandwich will solve all problems all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's like homemade and beautiful and a Shibata bun like the ones you enjoyed. And do you know what? A week Sunday is going to really make us feel better after doing a run. We're Something gonna... delicious like a granddad's donut. Oh, you know <laughs> Yes, Sandy. <laughs> I need that. I need uh, that in my life. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, on that positive note, we should wrap things up today. Okay. Perfect. I should go make dinner. And I'll chat with you again next week. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, and I hope you have a great week. Enjoy your nice weather. Enjoy mm-hmm. your beautiful haircut, honey. Oh, I'm already enjoying it. I ha- like I keep touching the back of my head because the hair is so short and it's not on my neck anymore. And I just. I think we need an Instagram post because you never do. Last week when I saw an Instagram post come up from you, I knew it was only because it had kale and that you had eaten kale. Because <laughs> you, you never post anything unless it has to do with the podcast. <laughs> all right i'll post something post a photo of your hair i will post a photo of my hair for sure because you're smoking hot <laughs> <laughs> totally hot stuff over here <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
That's okay. That's okay. You take your tight t-shirt and uh, enjoy yourself over there. <laughs> All right. Now it's just getting silly. All right. Bye. All right. Good job. <laughs>